Welcome back to the episode of Too Many Men. Tony Pickett and Eric Johnson here on the eve of the Stanley Cup playoffs. In my opinion, the greatest, greatest two months in sports. Remember we had a hockey podcast? I do. I do. Yeah. Listen. And it went over, went over really well, didn't it? <laughs> Some things don't work and you just need to be able to admit that and move on. But we are going, we're going to be breaking down each of the four sections, uh, four divisions in this tournament because it's looking different than ever. There will not be uh, a winner of the Prince of Wales trophy or the Clarence Campbell bowl. That's usually awarded to the Eastern and Western conference champions this year. Since there is no technically Eastern or Western conference, uh, those things will not be awarded. Four teams, uh, one from each division will make it to the final four. And then there will be a reseeding before what would be the usual conference final. I believe it's just deemed the Stanley Cup semifinal this year. Should be, it should be like the conference. I mean, yeah, I. But give out Prince of if it's like a Western and Eastern Conference team that ends up meeting in the finals, give them the Prince of Wales and the Clarence Campbell. Yeah, I mean, the way my bracket currently sits, I have three teams from the East and one team from the west it's going to make those series interesting when you have a, have to have, have to have a team fly back out on each coast I got potentially for two straight series listen i think we're getting there where canada where canadian teams are going to be close to coming coming down to the u.s i, I think, I think the, i think they'll be good by that round because that's think, the round you need it i think the nhl played this pretty damn perfectly yeah Let's start off in the Mass Mutual East Division. Four teams, uh, the number one seed belonging to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They will be taking on the number four seed, New York Islanders. And then we have the number two seed, Washington Capitals, taking on the number three seed, Boston Bruins. That series actually starts tomorrow. It is the first playoff series we see. But let's start off with the higher-seeded team, the East Division champion, Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the four-seed New York Islanders. And the Islanders are an interesting team, made some moves to the deadline to acquire some depth pieces, did sit atop the East Division for a good amount of time this season, then just seemed to fall off right after the trade deadline. And they did the same thing last year as well. And Palmieri and Zajac's numbers have not been great recently since joining the Islanders. Travis Zajac's been a healthy scratch most nights. Has it been that bad? Yeah. Well, when that team's fully healthy, there's not a spot for him. Hmm. Yeah. That, that is pure extra forward depth, Travis Zajac. I mean, is it worth giving up the first? I mean, probably not. Probably not at all. At but I look at the Islanders, and they're a team, I believe, built to succeed in the playoffs. They have a lot of veteran talent, a veteran head coach who have been here before last year, they kind of backed into the pause. They weren't winning many games and they come out of the pause and have a run to the Eastern conference final. Uh, And then you have Pittsburgh. I Pittsburgh was one of my teams. I could actually see missing the playoffs this year. And then they went out and won the division, which shows you how much I know. We were at the devil's penguins penguins game. I forget what day it was, but we said to each other, how is Pittsburgh good? Because we were looking at the roster, and it was not, you know, I don't think it's the best Pittsburgh. I thought last year's roster was better. Their goaltending isn't the best. Their defense is suspect, especially once you get beyond the top pairing. depth is iffy. And 
granted, they did play a lot of this season without their second best player in Evgeny Malkin. And you saw good seasons from, of course, Sidney Crosby. Every season's a good season for him. Jake Getzel had a decent year. Jeff Carter, the Jeff Carter trade was one that kind of people scratched their heads at, like, why are you trading for Jeff Carter? But he's been performing very well as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. A lot of that is you put him with line mates who are good and he's going to succeed. Uh, this is this is an interesting ser- series because this is two teams that in the past haven't really liked each other. You go back the last 10 years, there have been some great games between these two franchises. I don't know how much animosity is going to carry over now, being that we're fight, that far fight away night, from it. I remember fight night at the Collie about 10 years yeah. ago. I got the picture of Mike of uh, Rick DiPietro fighting uh, Brett Johnson. <laughs> oh, man, that was a that was wild. And if you're like, oh, man, you know, the line brawl a couple weeks ago was nuts. It was nothing compared to that. Yeah. Um, who do I have win this? I have Pittsburgh winning. I don't think it's going to be a sweep, though. I think it's going to be like seven-ish games. I think it's going at least six. Um, the Pittsburgh looks really, really good this year. Jeff and, Carter. Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter before coming over. 19 points in 40 games as a member of the LA Kings this year. 14 games as a Pittsburgh Penguin. He has 11 points, nine goals so far. But this series to me um, is going to come down to goaltending and defense. It's just the way it seems to go come playoff time. And I look at one of the top goalie tandems in hockey and Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov. I don't know how much of Sorokin you're going to see in the playoffs. I was going to say, is Varlamov healthy? Because I know he was hurt for a little bit. Yeah, and that's why having Sorokin is so huge because that insurance behind Varlamov, let's say you put Varlamov out there and it's clear he doesn't have his best stuff and you're down, let's say, 3 nothing early, you throw Sorokin in. And you know you still have a pretty capable goalie there. It's not like it's taken nothing away from Tristan Jerry and Casey DeSmith, but it's clearly a step up from those two. Uh, I have this series going to the Islanders mostly just because of their ability to shut down uh, in the neutral zone, shut down the defensive zone, and their goaltending. They're, they're built from the crease out, and I think that's important this time of year. I'm taking the Islanders in six games. Now, I do also want to mention for a non-playoff team, Elaine Vigneault will be back with the Flyers next year. Interesting move. I had them win in the division this year. Very I, disappointing. Some people had them win the cup. Yeah, a lot of that is his pay grade and Five what it, and what it would cost to get rid of him because you still have to pay out the money it's, and you have to bring another coach on the payroll. It's not ideal there. I mean, that's the money Laviolette won to come to New Jersey. Yeah, I familiar. Yeah. Next uh, game, next series here in the East Division, the only other one. This is so weird how they split this up this year, but I kind of I kind of like it. The Washington Capitals is the two seed and the Boston Bruins is the three seed. This series matchup has been confirmed for the last couple of weeks. It was just who was going to be two and who was going to be three. And I think that aspect of it is bigger than people think. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, if this was flipped, I would have it the other way. But I have the Washington Capitals winning in seven games. I think... Boston has looked dominant at times this year, but to say they're the same Boston team we've seen in the past is not accurate. Their defense is very suspect. Uh, they could really use a stay-at-home defenseman like a Zidane Char. I wonder where they could get somebody like that. Also, the Zidane Char revenge series. I am here for that. I am all for that. I am here for that. Now, but I, I got Washington taking it in seven games. You asked me this two weeks ago. I think Washington takes this. However, 
Boston's gotten a little bit of a hot streak going on recently. You know, playing uh, Buffalo all those times, we'll do that to you. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've heard of a guy by the name of Taylor Hall, but he's back from what I've heard. He back. Um, Jeremy Swayman. That's a story right there. Like Maine Black Bear, Anchorage, Alaska product. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the other? Nate Thompson's the other guy from Alaska. You asked me this series like two, three weeks ago, I would have told you Washington. I'm leaning the other way. I think it's going to be Boston in seven. Um, I think the deadline acquisitions really put it over the edge. I mean, we'll see what happens with Mantha. We'll see what happens with Ovechkin. But I'm so ready for another Capitals-Bruins playoff series. When was the last time we saw that, a Capitals-Bruins playoff matchup? Was it Joel Ward? Has it been that long? I think it has been that long. Joel Ward's overtime winner. I remember um, watching that. Why? Having having a good young goalie like Jeremy Swayman is great. I don't know how much it's going to help in this situation. It's going to help um, next year. It's going to help next year for sure because I, I, I think this might be the last gasp for Tuka Rask here in Boston. And Halak. Well, yeah, Halak's already frustrated as is. Uh, the coming on of Jeremy Swayman and even uh, Vladar, for that matter, hasn't been bad either. It really changed the way that organization as a whole has looked at Yaroslav Halak. He is not needed there anymore because if Swayman, again, small sample size, same with Vladar, but you have to develop your young goalies and you got to play them. And what's the point if you think these two guys are more capable than Yaroslav Halak? And Halak is, is a bit streaky. He had a good run last year in the playoffs. Um, but I, I really think Halak won't be dressed for a lot of these games. And if they get down in the series early, let's say they get down 2 nothing early and it's Rask losing the first two games. If you're the head coach of Boston, you might have to look and say, maybe we need a spark. You throw in Jeremy Swayman. Uh, but it's interesting. I, I don't think Yurosov Halak is even dressed for these playoffs. I really don't. Kansas City Royals announced that they are lifting the mask mandate, fully vaccinated fans. The NHL announced that it will be holding the mask mandate yeah. at least for the first round of the playoffs. So I've, I've seen you're going to see a lot of teams start doing that, I think. Yeah. I think we're getting there. So who do you have winning the series? I have Boston. So How many we have games? Completely different. Boston seven. Yeah, I, you see it go in the distance, though, no problem. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a seven-game series. And I will tell you this for everybody. If this game, if this series does go seven, no matter who wins. Enjoy it's it. Must, it's must-watch TV. Enjoy this it. This is, I think, the second-best series of the first round. Um, number one, I think there's a clear – I think third, actually. Third-best series of the first round. Yeah, I'll go along with that. I, there's two that I'm uh, looking forward to. It might be fourth. It might be fourth for me. I think my my favorite series this this round is going to be Tampa, Florida. Really, I have a different one. You have Montreal, Toronto. Yeah, Montreal, Toronto. Yeah, that's two for me, and then I got a uh, Vegas, Minnesota. It's Minnesota. That's the other one I was considering. Yeah. Let's go to the Discover Central Division. Taking the Central this year was the Carolina Hurricanes. A uh, bit of an underdog story down there, having to compete with the hotshot Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. They sneak yeah. out of that division. You know, kind of. I- for all the one seeds this year, they're maybe the least talked about one seed there is because everybody's always, oh, the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hey, Carolina went out and won the division. I just realized the Dallas Stars had 14 overtime losses this year. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were hurt beyond belief. Yeah. They were, I mean. And those, power. those Carolina Hurricanes taking on the Nashville Predators in the first round. And Nashville has played Carolina well this whole season. I know. Uh, but as we've seen in the past, that might not matter at all. It could matter for everything. Um, Carolina, man, it's just such a deep team, you know? Probably the deepest team in, in these playoffs. The only question is if Mrazic starts, it's the same thing. It seems like every year at Carolina is the goaltending situation. If you start Mrazic, how short is his leash? Because you have very two capable goaltenders behind him and James Reimer and uh, Najelkovic. How short is his leash? How sh- quickly do you want to go to the rookie in Najelkovic? It's a question that uh, Rod Brindamore is going to have to battle with. He's hoping that you just take care of Nashville and that answers all the questions you need. But if there's ever a point in this whole playoffs where Carolina goes down two games, you're going to see Najelkovic play. Yeah. Who's been great this year? Yeah. The only thing is the youth. Yeah. Yeah. And and the lack of experience in the playoffs, but I don't know. Goaltending. Some goalies believe that goaltending is goaltending, you know, simple, simple as that. What else can you do? You got to stop the puck either way. I look at all three metrics, offense, defense, goaltending, and I guess coaching. Every single one leads leads Carolina. Yeah. And that's not like, just take it for goaltending. That's not taking a shot at UC Soros or anything. No. But yeah. Marazic is better. And I don't, I don't even hold Marazic up to that high of a standard for some reason. And just in my mind, he's not clearly not that upper tier of goalies. He's not a Vasilevsky or anything up there, but he's, he's solid. He's, he's, your... he's a solid backup. Yeah. Uh, Nashville, they have some scores that you at least have to be wary of if you're Carolina. Carolina, again, another year where they're so deep on defense, though, where they feel like they could stop anything. But, you know, if Philip Forsberg gets going, if Ryan Johansson gets going, you got to watch out. Matt Duchesne. If Matt, I forgot he was there. Matt Duchesne, if he gets going. <laughs> Future Seattle Kraken, Matt Duchesne. Might not be enough for, you know, them to win four games, but it might be enough for them to win two. I, will, I have Carolina in five. That's what I have. I have, yeah, I have the Hurricanes in five games. I do have, I don't have anybody getting swept. I don't either, I don't think. Yeah. That that could change. No, I have one one team getting swept. I do have one sweep. It seems pretty close. Let's go to the other matchup in this division. And it is, it is a matchup uh, with a lot of headlines surrounding it right now. The number two Florida Panthers versus the number three uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Finally. We've been waiting 30 years. The Tampa Bay Lightning miraculously having $17 million in talent coming off of long-term IR just in time for round one when the salary cap doesn't matter. Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, will be playing in game one for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if you're Florida, you're like, damn. (laughs) I think Florida's a good team. You take one of those two pieces out, I think they have a shot. I do not think they can beat Tampa with both of them. I don't. I don't. I can't see it. I can't. Also, another another question is goaltending. Are you going to lean on Bobrovsky? Is it going to be Chris Dreger? Is it going to be perhaps Spencer Knight in his yeah, young I, career? 
I'd be, and you know, I'd, I'd for, at to, least for Tampa, you know, it's a rock. It's Andre Vasilevsky who's a rock in that. But if Vasilevsky goes down, who's back? Is it still is it still Curtis McElhaney? Yeah, but McElhaney has been. Yeah, but McElhaney, take McElhaney. McElhaney had the, the had the games as a member of the Carolina Hurricanes two years back. Yeah, because yeah, the Hurricanes like to do that. But McElhaney was doing like really really good that year, yeah. like during the regular season. I have. Uh, I have Tampa taking it in six games. I have Tampa in six too. Yeah, on home ice. So we have we have this. What do you have, Tampa Carolina, in the second round? I would say, give me Tampa Carolina in the second round. Inject it into my veins. What do you got? I don't know. I don't know. I have Carolina. I I would I would lean Carolina, but but again, I want to wait. I want to wait to predict that. Until you see what Kucherov and Stamkos are doing. Yeah, no, in case other injuries happen on either team. Facts. Because there's been times where a player's been hurt and it has rocked the entire playoffs. Oh, she breaks his collarbone against Carolina. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the Honda West Division. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche last night taking the number one seed from the hands of the how, Vegas Golden Knights. How did Vegas blow that? They had it. They are taking on the St. Louis Blues, who all of a sudden, St. Louis all year, I believed was dead. There was no way if they snuck into the playoffs, there was no way they were going to compete with Carolina, or compete with Colorado or Vegas. And then the last two games, they've outscored the Minnesota Wild 11 to 3. A 4 nothing win. And they were down three nothing last night and came back and won seven to three. Amazing, huh? With all that being said, in St. Louis, looking like maybe it's getting their act together here before the playoffs. I have the Avalanche in five. Philip yeah. Grubauer has been too good this season. Yeah, I got Colorado in five too. I see St. Louis taking one game, but they're not taking more than that. I haven't seen any superstar Jordan Bennington since that Stanley Cup series a couple years back. No, I haven't seen that, and I, I don't think that's going to show up against Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Anascog, and all that firepower. Six more years, St. Louis. Six more. The other series, and my pick to win the Stanley Cup is in this series: the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild. Um, Minnesota is a good team, a very, very good team. With. It, it, in my eyes, it comes down to goaltending. That's really where this series is going to be won or lost. And if you're asking me to trust uh, Mark Andre Fleury or the the combination of Cam Talbot and is it is it uh Capo Kakinen? Capo Kakinen. Yeah. I want to say Kevin Lankinen, but that's Chicago. Chicago. I, I got to take Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. Dude, I want to say Alex Stalock. I, I got to take Marc-Andre Fleur. He's been too good this season. Uh, Vegas, in my eyes, is the most complete team in the tournament. From your top-pairing defenseman to your bottom-pairing defenseman to your fourth-line forwards, they can kill penalties. They can score shorthanded goals. They can kill you on the power play. They can kill you at five on five. If they need to get physical, they throw out Ryan They're Reeves nuts. and they get physical. They're perfectly built. 
they are insane this year. They have been my prediction to win the Stanley Cup the last four years. The last four years. You keep going. Keep going back. 18, 19, 20, and now 21. I've picked them every year to win the Stanley Cup. How much money did you put on Vegas this year to win the Cup? I don't have a lot, but the payout is big because they were in such a tough division with Colorado. I think I caught them at plus 750. That's not bad. And I caught that in March. That was in March, huh? And they were already established. And then they went on that long winning streak at the end. Because of Marc-Andre Fleury, Alex Petrangelo, who's been an amazing pickup for them. Alec Martinez, who's just another solid defenseman they have. Can and then you, you look at Pacioretty's battling injury. Don't know if he's going to be totally ready, but Mark Stone is more than capable to pick up that slack. I have the Vegas Golden Knights beating the Minnesota Wild in five games. What do you think? I have Minnesota in seven. Really? I have Minnesota. You think they go to Vegas and win a game seven? I don't think they have that ability. I have Minnesota in seven because Minnesota against Vegas this year is like the Devils against Boston. They are insane for whatever reason against Minnesota. I think if Vegas wins the division, I think we're talking completely different playoffs. I do. That's why I think that game mattered so much last night. Well, here's the thing. I know Kirill Kapritzov has been great for Minnesota all year. Mm -hmm. But the hockey he's about to play starting next week is different than anything he's ever experienced. Unlike anything. He's played in Russia. He's played in Russian playoffs. They are not nearly as physical in the NHL playoffs. This season, I believe this is the closest regular season you've seen to playoff series in the regular season since probably the, the 90s. Because you're playing teams so much... So often, the blood is rising, and now it's going to get kicked up a notch. Now these- Ken Kirill Kaprizov, I have no doubt that Kaprizov in future seasons will be able to match this and battle through the, the checking and the physicality, but this is his first taste of it, and I just think the experience of Vegas is going to show here, and they're going to lean on Kaprizov, and I just don't think that output's going to be there. I think it will be there in future playoff series. I don't think it'll be here in this one. See, this is this is my big upset. This is my one real upset at the playoffs. The other the others you can kind of predict. This is the one where I'm like, yeah, I, I have two. I, 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 I think have two. I think Minnesota takes this because again, it's really just opponent. It's situational things. If Vegas wins the Presidents and they play St. Louis and it's Colorado against Minnesota, boom, you're getting Vegas-Colorado second round done. I think Minnesota can handle it. Minnesota has been in the heads of Vegas for whatever reason this year. I don't know why. I don't get it. But next season, let me tell you this. Vegas has the teams that they went up against this year that are in the Pacific next year for Vegas, they were 21 and three. That's nuts. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I think, I think this is Minnesota's real coming out party. Minnesota took five of eight from Vegas this year. That's more than any other team, I believe. Yeah, I think so. If there's any team to beat Vegas, you're looking at them. Do you see Vegas as a harder matchup for Vegas? Do you see Minnesota as a harder matchup for Vegas than Colorado would be? No, I think Colorado's the the top dog. The, the top dog. Um, but I think I think you're looking at the two teams that like Vegas. I can see right now is like yeah, 
if you partner Vegas with any other team from the first from the West besides Colorado, I think it's a it, they handle it, handle it no problem. All right, let's go. Let's go to the most fun division in hockey. Let's go to the Scotia North Division, the all Canadian division. Seven teams. Uh, number one, Toronto versus number four, Montreal. My and of course, series. of course, Toronto is going to get matched. Toronto, who historically cannot get past the first round, is getting matched up with the only team in that division that really gave them problems the whole year. Can Cole Caulfield imagine? is living in the heads of Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Rent free. Rent free. Rent free. A 19 year old who just seems to score overtime goals against them. Let me, let me just say this. Cole Caulfield, we talked about him during the draft. If he got passed up by Montreal, you know where he goes? Vegas. This is interesting. Because Toronto, I think, is clearly the best team in this division, but it might not matter. But this is why you go out and you get a Joe Thornton. You get a Nick Felino, a Wayne Simmons. This is why you have Jason Spezza. This is why you have these old players who are veterans, who have been in this situation. You look at Montreal, I see some players who have made runs in the playoffs in the past. Your Shea Webers, your Tyler Toffoli's Tyler Toffoli's last year, and goaltending. <laughs> Again, both sides not great. Jack Campbell has been good as of late, though. But no Freddie Anderson. Dave Riddich is not who you want to see in that if you're Montreal. If, if you're Toronto. I was there. Yeah, big save, Dave. But Montreal's going to be wheeling Jake Allen out there. But Jake Allen is a proven winner in the playoffs. Is that what we're calling him? I mean. He did win some series with St. Louis, yeah. He has a ring. He does, because Binner won it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ERA of zero. Yes. But but he's, he's got hardware. Um, I, th- I think Toronto's going to push around Montreal. I think Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, Nick Foligno, I think they're going to make their presence felt. Yeah. And, right. Because uh, that's, th- that's what they're missing. Th- that grit is what they've been missing. And Jason Spezza looks like he's a 30-year-old again playing there. He's having so much fun. Alex Galchenyuk, too, having a career resurgence in Toronto. Uh, I am taking the I, Toronto I'm here for the Alex Galchenyuk revenge tour. I'm taking the oh, he's gonna have a big series. Oh he's gonna have a God. huge series. You can point again. Toronto, I have them taking this series in six games. I've I've same Toronto in six, the exact same. And then an interesting one: the Edmonton Oilers, who whose captain Connor McDavid has had probably the best NHL season in the last twenty years gathering over 100 points. They played t- today. They still play today. Over Wait, 100 Calgary's points. still in, playing next week. Yeah. Over 100 points in this shortened season of 56 games. They take on the Winnipeg Jets, who I thought was missing the playoffs by a mile before this season started because their defense was such a question mark, and Connor Hellebuck couldn't do it all. I was wrong. Connor Hellebuck can do it all, and their defense hasn't looked terrible. On the other hand, for Edmonton, defense is the biggest question mark. Other than really bottom six scoring, defense is a huge question mark for Edmonton. You have Tyson Berry. You have Adam Larson. Yeah. Uh, That's it. With that said, Winnipeg recently 
has been in a downward spiral. Yeah. It has not been good in Winnipeg. I, uh, it's a tough series. I have a feeling this series will be lower scoring than people think. Because you're seeing, yeah. I think Toronto Montreal could get up there in points. But I just got that feeling that you're going to see a lot of gritty games here. With that being said, I have the Winnipeg Jets winning in seven. Do you really? Which is going to cause a lot of problems in Edmonton. See, here's the first round exit in a division almost built for them to succeed. I have them losing to Winnipeg in the first round. The problem is for me, I'm looking at it right now, since April 15th, the Winnipeg Jets have won two games. Who they beat? <laughs> who they lose to? Or no, who they two- beat? Who who are those two games? Calgary 4 nothing, Vancouver 5 nothing. Oh man, two shutouts. <laughs> and in in throughout there is three losses to Edmonton. 3 nothing, 6-1, 3-1. This is my only sweep. I have Edmonton sweep in this series. Wow, really? Ah, uh, damn. Really both sides of the spectrum. You have Edmonton sweeping. I have Winnipeg winning. Winnipeg has um, two victories this year over the Edmonton Oilers. I think January 26th and one on February 15th. They have not beaten Edmonton since. I think they split the first two games in Edmonton. And then I think home games, uh, home games, home teams, uh, aside from game six, now, how do I want to do it? I want, I want Winnipeg to win every home game. I'd say Edmonton – okay, I said Winnipeg wins every home game and then snags game seven on the road. That I makes sense to me. That. And then if, if – Edmonton, Edmonton's a weird team. It, I feel like that regular season, like, it's just not going to carry over for some reason. This is the same team we saw lose to that 12 seed in Chicago last year. And remember what their biggest question mark was coming out of that series? Goaltending. Yeah. No, they didn't improve. Goaltending. They tried. It's, but it's still Mike Smith. And me. Well, I'll be real with you. I saw Jacob Markstrom play in Calgary this year. They not- might have dodged a bullet. But me, Mike Smith hasn't been bad. Miko Koskinen, that's, he's terrible. That's a different <laughs> argument. How did Markstrom do this year? Uh, they still have games. Oh, well, <laughs> a lot yeah. of revenge games left for uh, Markstrom this year. But Markstrom, 262 goals against and a 906. Led the league with 19 losses. You hate to see it. How did Holpe do? Now I'm curious. Holpe wasn't good either. Yeah. Mike Smith. Mike Smith has probably been close to better than both of them. And Edmonton's a team built for when there's a lot of room on the ice. Holpe had an 897 and a 343 goals against. I think think Winnipeg's just more built to win a playoff series. McDavid's still going to do what he does. You can't stop that. You can't stop that at all. But you probably can stop the next nine forwards because if they get in problems and they get in trouble, Edmonton's going to put dry side on the line with McDavid and score goals. You just have to limit it. You don't have to stop it. You got to stop what comes behind it. You got to stop Tyler Ennis and Co. James Neal and them boys. Kyle Turris, yeah. Yeah, you got to stop that if you want to win the series. 
So yes, I have I have Winnip- I have um, Edmonton sweeping. What do you have your final four looking like? My final four, I have Colorado, I have Carolina, I have Toronto, and I have Boston. I have Vegas versus the Islanders and Toronto versus Carolina. We we need the Toronto Carolina. I would love, I would love, and I watched your Indian Trees video. He has Toronto Boston in the finals. I, I would have, love that. I have Toronto Vegas. And you have Vegas winning. Uh-huh. That okay. would kill some Maple Leafs fans to get that close. That would kill Canada. Like first round Canada exits are what they are. Destroyed. First round exits hurt. Don't get me wrong. Doesn't hurt like going to the finals and losing. It's a different type of pain. So so who's who's playing who in the final four? Is it like West playing North or like No, it's reseeded. It's reseeded. Okay. I have a one, two, three, and four. Because right now I have a Colorado Carolina final. Yeah, I could I could see that too. I have Carolina winning it. Can we talk about what Drew Doughty said since we're on the hockey kick? Yeah, he wouldn't be happy if uh, the franchise continues in the same direction this offseason. When was he the general manager? <laughs> I love Drew Doughty. One of the best defensemen of our generation. But this is the first time in a while where I've heard a player come out and say, this is who I want on my team. That screams Jack Eichel. Yeah, it really does. It's like, get me Jack Eichel or I'm going to request a trade is what it sounds like. And you might be able to go ahead and request a trade. Who the hell is... Good luck moving that contract. Who's coming to the front of the line to take Drew Doughty? That's $11.5 million until... Something if 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 Buffalo's like, yeah, you eat some salary, we'll take it. We'll give you Jack Eichel. We'll take it. And then, oh, cool. You got your wish, Doughty. The Kings got Eichel, but... You're not there. Sorry. Congrats to John Gallietta and his Knicks. Clinching a playoff spot. Or in the playoffs. I don't think the I've big, ever the seen The big that thing, too. After. The big thing, too, is they clinched a, a spot that wasn't the plan. That was a big thing. That was important. Knicks, Knicks in playing, that would have been a disaster. They would have lost. Imagine if the Lakers lose the plan. I would love that. They're playing the Warriors. As of right now, they're playing the Warriors. I'm a big Warriors guy. I think they I'm a, can, I I'm think a huge. Can. I'm a huge Steph Curry guy. Yeah. I would love that. And and how about John saying he doesn't want Knicks Nets? Out of the top three in the East, Milwaukee, the Sixers, and uh, the, Nets. the Nets. I think they have the best chance of beating the Nets. Yeah, I do. I think anybody is a. Best I don't chance. want the Nets in the first round if I'm them. I want them in the second round though. That city. And I will tell you this. The Nets are the one team that I have seen in sports where it's like their own city does not want them to win that series. Nope. New York they does don't. not want the Nets to win. Like, I will say this. If it is – even Subway Series, if it's Mets-Yankees, that series is – it might lean 75-25, but there are still Mets fans in New York. Cubs-White Sox. That's pretty even split. Literally right down the middle of Chicago. If it's Knicks and Nets, 
that city will throw a parade if the Knicks win that series. It will be insane. Like, like nothing you've ever seen before. Also, NFL shout out, yeah. shout out to Udonis Haslam. Oh, yes. I watched the greatest performance game. in what potentially I know I know Kobe dropped 60. And what is potentially the greatest performance in a player's last regular season game. Yeah. Peyton Manning and Ray Lewis won the Super Bowl. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two buckets. And just trying to rip Dwight Howard's head off and eject it. I love it. There is nobody like Udonis Haslam left. That is that is what I need. That is what I need. You know, I I'm a fan of the team that he did that against, and I saw that and I smiled. I'm a huge Udonis Haslam guy too. Yeah. Been a been a heat for what like 20 years? I don't I don't want to play in the play-in. Just the the heat are mean. <laughs> they are not a nice team. From from Jimmy Butler all the way down to Udonis Haslam from one to, to Pat, 15. They to are Pat mean. Riley, to Pat Riley all the way down. <laughs> the nicest guy in the organization might be Eric Spolstra. Yeah, there's no yeah, because they're a mean, mean team. They're just not a nice they team. They didn't get to the finals by accident last year. Like, and we're we're praising this. This is not a bad oh, thing. Oh, I love it. I love yeah, it. Basketball seems to be missing a little bit of an edge. The Heat have a ton of edge. The Heat yeah, have enough edge to bad. make up for the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, NFL schedule came out. A uh, couple highlights. Um, you are going to week 11. Giants, yeah, Giants, Eagles. Eagles. At MetLife. Have to. That is going to be war i'm in the corner 40 rows up from the field and you are are you bringing a sign to that i don't probably not it's gonna be cold keep my hands in my pockets (laughs) nothing better than metlife in uh late november early december yeah listen apparently aaron Rodgers was under the impression that green bay told him we're gonna trade you and when they didn't he was confused and that's why he's pissed off yeah, which will do it. There's a new twist to the Aaron Rodgers experiment every, every day. day. Every day. I'm getting tired of it. Every day. I'm tired of it. Just, Just do it. Just make do a decision. It. By the way, F in the chat for the Denver Broncos. Uh, we're going to trade Deshaun Hamilton for a fourth round pick. And then he tore his ACL today. And then so that they, they're going to wave him. They cut Juwan James. Yep. Save the money against the cap. Maybe potentially bring in Aaron Rodgers. But Saves him money. The rumor um, mill keeps churning. How do you feel about the Christmas Day games this year? Um, I don't mind it. it. Gives me something to do on Christmas. It's Indiana, Arizona. Um, and uh, they could have put they could have put Jacksonville, Houston, and that would have beaten the NBA ratings. They're just trying to beat the NBA. They don't want to do anything. Imagine else. they put a London game on Christmas. That would be mean. That would be evil. That would be mean. <laughs> And Thanksgiving, we have Bears, Lions, Raiders, Cowboys, Bills, Saints. Raiders, Cowboys is nothing. That is nothing. But people are going to watch it because it's it's it bears not us on. Really nothing. It's division. I you know. can make that argument at least. Justin make, Fields versus Jared make Goff. Make that Justin Fields debut. Ratings monster. That is ratings money in Chicago. Jim Nance, Tony Romo. Nance, Robo, Fields. Think about that. 
just can't think wait about that for a second. We are ready. We are ready for football, and we will we will be going to some NFL game this year. I bought my Kadarius Tony jersey because you know Tony Tony. Yeah. Uh, he was assigned number eighty nine. He was assigned it. He didn't he didn't pick it. Which yeah. leads me to believe he's going to change it again. You're going to get an eighty nine. Yeah. Like what, what the hell? Yeah. That's it. Upsetting. I was like, oh, he's he's taking Alexander McGillney's number. It's Mark Bavaro, a number I believe should be retired because I will stand here all day and campaign for Mark Bavaro. It's, it's Kelvin Benjamin season. He's training as a tight end tight with end. the Giants. Also, the rare situation where you bring running backs in on tryout that are better than the ones you signed in free agency. They bring in Corey Clement, who is better than Devonta Booker. <laughs> and Edo Smith, who is better than Devonta Booker. You know what they should have just done? Should have just re-signed Wayne Gallman for three mil. That would have been too easy. Trey Sermon and Wayne Gallman are going to be in the same running back room with Raheem Mostert. That that their plan is eventually just to start eleven running backs and hope they can get away with it. That's why you signed Trey Lance, who was the most running. He's why you draft Trey Lance, the most yeah. running back like quarterback in the draft. If you're a wide receiver in San Francisco. Be like, what the hell? Yeah. All right, well, that's going to wrap this episode. We hope you enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs starting tomorrow. Uh, new episodes of Too Many Men uh, available every Tuesday and Friday. We are off next week. I was just going to ask. You're, you're going to be- we will be back the Tuesday after. Uh, we'll be discussing the first round. And hopefully by that time, I think the Canadian series will be starting, hopefully. It better be. Yeah. That would, so be, we will- that would not make me happy if it's not starting by then. All episodes of Too Many Men available wherever you get your podcast, and we will see you. In what ten days for an episode of Twenty Men? A number of days. Yeah, ten days for an episode of Twenty Men. We'll see you then.